whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Good morning, friends. This is Karen Pennington here, and this morning I'm feeling very humbled. <laughs> Yesterday I was very tired, a little angry. Um, today I'm just humbled because uh, the thing I'd like to talk about a uh, little bit, uh, God sort of slapped me in the face with yesterday and showed me how I needed to really get myself on the right page before I talk to you. You see, it has to do with neighbors. Have you ever had those neighbors that... <sighs> Maybe you get it with just that sigh. <laughs> you know, uh, the ones you just don't want to deal with. No. We've lived in not-so-great areas of town and been able to have really great relationships and talk to our neighbors. And We have certain people that live pretty close to us, and they're just the people that you know, decide to work on their car at 10 o'clock at night right outside your window or play the loud music. Um, the other day, there was just this loud, loud disturbance, a lot of screaming, a lot of cars in the street. It was disrupting traffic. Um, it was it almost got scary. The rest, I, the rest of our neighbors are pretty quiet, <laughs> but, but this was loud and there was screaming and there were a bunch of teenagers and we ended up calling the cops because we were there was like a safety issue it was seemed almost close to a riot in my case my husband said it wasn't a riot it was just a bunch of people being loud but that's my definition of a riot and I mean probably 20 30 people just screaming at each other outside the house and took several cops and um we've lived in some rough areas but I don't think I've ever seen that many cops have to come out for one of my neighbors and um and this isn't even a rough area and so I was just very frustrated and um, so yesterday I was trying to get some things together. I was trying to think about what I talked today, talk about today. I was trying to write my blog, um, you know, about how to live for Christ, how to be a good Christian, all that sort of thing. And in, uh, <laughs> in the middle of that, I heard this really loud music. I mean, super heart thumping music. Now I'm in the back of the house. The windows are closed and this thing is hurting my ears. I can't hear myself think and I go over and it's the neighbors of course they have this big just like a huge one of those one of those things you use in a dance hall or it's what are they called subwoofers I don't know but or you'd use it in the park and it was just blaring this music and uh, there were kids dancing around and I'm thinking how do they not go deaf I was I mean I was it was making me angry because I like couldn't hear myself think and so I'm like, I don't like, they seem dangerous to me, given the last time we called. And, and so I just called the cops and I said, listen, this is not an emergency. This is a nuisance call. If you get a chance, can you come tell them to turn down? I, I just couldn't do it. I'm like, I, could, I can't even walk across the street so loud. So I called the cops so that I could return to doing my thing because I couldn't be working for the Lord when I couldn't hear myself 
think. And then I got angry because I saw people parked in our driveway blocking us in so they could go across the street to talk to these other people and standing outside and congregating. And I'm like, this, like in our driveway, just sitting in our driveway talking. So I text my husband and I'm like, why are there people in our driveway? I guess they had permission, but I'm like, they're loud. Stop. I'm trying to concentrate. And it was, I was just very angry because I was trying to do my Jesus stuff and somebody was getting in my way and I needed to, like, I don't know, teach him a lesson, shut him up, whatever. And then a little bit later I went downstairs and they'd stopped. Like, the music had been turned down. The kids tried to turn it up. The parents turned it down. And I said, oh, good, the cops must have come by. No, I went downstairs and my husband had spoken to them. And now, mind you, before I went downstairs, God started to deal with me (laughs) because it was kind of like, Karen, you're going to talk about something tomorrow. I don't think you really get what that means right now. Um, What you did, was it loving? And of course it wasn't. You know, did I take a chance to go talk to them? They weren't. It was a family, loud family. Got on my nerves, but I don't know anything about them. And, And it turned out even that thing that happened with the cops the other night, that that wasn't the family. It was something that was happening where there were some um, others who were coming and somebody had tried to hurt the man's daughter and he was trying to protect the daughter and he did get a pr- pretty loud and even got a little loud with the officers because he was scared because he was trying to protect our daughter and it was people from another area of town that had come and started being loud and he was just trying to protect her. And, um, and why did they turn down the music? Because my husband walked across the street and talk to them and ask them, could you please turn down the music? My wife's trying to concentrate. And they did it immediately. You know, they weren't that horrible. <laughs> and why are the, why are, is there loud working on the car at night? Well, because the guy needed his car for work and he works a different kind of shift. So maybe he shouldn't work it on it at night, but it was all about him trying to meet his needs. And um, I just didn't care, honestly. All I cared about is they were distracting me, so I needed to remove the distraction so that I could do this thing for God. And um, I was wrong. My husband was right. Don't tell him I said that. But I was wrong because I'm just, (laughs) you know, sometimes people get so angry and you just want to tell them this is how you're wrong. Let me teach you a lesson about how to be good like me because right now you're bad. Let me teach you a lesson about how to measure up the way I do because you're not. That's exactly the opposite of what God wants us to do. And I had to repent of that. Um, (laughs) And then I thought about what I wanted to talk about today. This week we're talking about tributes to words, words that change lives. And one of the words that really came across to me was that word, holy that appears in the Bible and a lot in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And um, then I realized I'm reading the book of Galatians now. I moved out of Corinthians, now we're on to the Galatians. And the entire book of Galatians, (laughs) I read it this morning, showed me how wrong I was yesterday, how unholy I was yesterday. I was so convinced of how unholy they were across the street and how unholy holy I was and it really 
is summed up in this verse that kind of bit me right in my spirit. Galatians 5.14 The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. So no matter what I do, if I'm not loving my neighbor as myself, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I broke the law, the greatest law of love, so that I could continue all the lesser things. and um, That's the opposite of holy. That might be self-righteous, but it's not righteous. So I started doing some research, and I've, I've known this a little bit anyways. I was, I was always very confused. Uh, we had a table at the front of our church every time I went. We um, Holiness unto the Lord. And I didn't know what that meant. I just thought it meant you need to be special. You need to do all these right things. You need to be pious. You need to be able to pray right. You know, you need to be able to follow all the rules and all that. And um, it always seemed kind of unattainable. Like, how can I be holy? How can I be holy? And um, I didn't even know what salvation meant. I just knew there were all these big words, you know, thrown around. And I'm like, nobody's telling me what this means. I just it. it it, it must mean that I dress right, you know, and act right and all that. And that's that's not it at all. Um, the word holy, uh, hagios in Greek, uh, I'm going to say it wrong because I don't know my Hebrew well. Uh, kodesh in Hebrew. Um, it literally means called out. Um, well, in teenage language, it means weird. It means different. Different in a way that really kind of sticks out. But not weird for weird's sake. Weird for God's sake. <laughs> um, it, it means that God has called us to be special. God has called us to be different. Um, a lot of it is rooted in the promise he gave to Abraham. Now, Abraham didn't know a whole lot originally. He just knew that God had called him to start walking. Start going this direction. I'm going to give you a land. He didn't know anything other than that. And he believed that God was going to bless him. And he made some mistakes. Um, and he didn't know a whole lot, and he lied a little bit, and, you know, we could point a lot of fingers at him, but ultimately God told him to do something, and he moved in the direction God called him because he believed that God would sustain him, and then that's what God did. And through that promise, they say the children of Abraham are the children of God. Um, people who are, they called them the Israelites. So for years and years and years, the Israelites were the ones that, you know, God's special chosen called out people, and they still are, I would say. But there was a way... If you wanted to join this family, you had to be circumcised. Or I guess if you're a woman married to someone who was circumcised, but you had to be circumcised because that was that physical thing was a sign that you're saying, I'm giving up my own family and I'm going to be like adopted into this family of Abraham, which is really the family of God. And um, so in the New Testament, when Christ came and when Christ died, he eliminated even that need. It's not about doing things because of Abraham. Abraham was a good sign. Abraham was a sign that the promise is more important than the performance. And what he was saying now is, um, Galatians 3, 7, those who have faith, are children of Abraham. It's not those who do this physical thing or a lot of physical things. It's those who have faith 
are children of Abraham. So the Galatians got it kind of messed up. Galatia was actually a whole region, kind of like, I guess, what might be a state or even a region of states nowadays. Um, it was a lot of different kind of city-states. The northern part of it was very um, expatriate. I don't want to say tribal, but people that had been there for a long time. And the southern part would have been the cities where there was a lot of people, more more metropolitan people who'd come in. They'd kind of adopted themselves as Galatians. And, um, but what there was within that group was a lot of legalism by people who um, were Jews. And they did not like this idea that you could become a child of God by doing something other than this list of things we said you should do. And they um, did a lot to discredit Paul. They did a lot to discredit anything that said you have freedom in Christ. And so this whole thing is about saying, the whole book is saying, listen, we have freedom. It's all about what holiness means. Um, it's all about what righteousness means. And what Paul is saying is it doesn't mean what you think it means. It doesn't mean you follow all the laws. It doesn't mean you've been circumcised. It doesn't mean set apart. doesn't mean you cast aside anyone who's not like you. And he even, you know, in person, face-to-face, -face, opposed Peter, you know, the rock of the church, the head of the church, because Peter, when people... When Jews weren't there, he would sit with the Gentiles and eat with them. But then when the Jews would come, he would say, oh, no, no, I can't eat with you. You're different. And, like, I'm set apart. I'm holy. No, that's a, that means I'm, I'm a snob. <laughs> I'm an elitist. That does, elitist and holy isn't the same thing. Um, and they were saying, Paul can't be this because he doesn't have our seal of approval. And I mean, have any of us ever been in a church like that where we're saying, you could do this and this and this and this. And, okay, you have a nose ring, so you can't be holy because... God wouldn't like that. That's not what I think of as separate. And you have, oh my goodness, you have a tattoo. Or someone said a word that I don't, I don't like it, so they must not love the Lord. Or um, heaven forbid you wear the right, wrong color or cut your hair too short or leave it too long. Or um, I think I've said before, I was in a church where they were kicking out people because they were coming to school, coming to church in pajamas. I'm like, I'm all like, cover your vitals, then come to church. Jesus will take you. And, um, but... So they got so into, we have to meet the requirements of the law. We have to meet the requirements of the law. The same thing the Pharisees did. Um, cast aside Paul. He's too, talking too much about grace. He's going to lead you to hell. He's going to. And Paul's like, listen, I was this person. I was advancing in Judaism. I was all about every single rule the law had. And in fact, Paul was killing the people that didn't measure up. There was like an ethnic cleansing going on. You know, Paul was like a Jew. Ironically, he was the Jewish Hitler. He was the Jew that was like genocide of these people that say these believe they believe anything other than what I want them to believe. And um, obviously not on that scale, but he was going for eliminating anybody who believed and preached the name of Christ. And he was thinking of that as holiness. And he's like, that's not it. It's not it. And several places in Galatians, he goes over and over and over, and he says, You, my brothers, were called to be free. It is freedom. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep biting and devouring each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. That's... Uh, Galatians 5, 13 through 15. 
Isn't it crazy how sometimes in trying to go for the thing and trying to go for the purity and trying to go for the goodness, we end up causing the very thing we're trying to avoid? I was there yesterday. I wanted so much to focus so that I could give this message, this message from God of holiness and goodness of purity. And I missed the message of love, which is the message of God. Holiness. Hagios. It means we love. Not on our own. You know, Peter, now I'm gonna now I lost it. I have so many verses today. Um in Peter it says, be whole first Peter, it says, Be holy. As I am holy. I'm going to find this. 1 Peter 1.16. There's that command. Be holy as I am holy. Be set apart. How can we be holy as God is holy? How can we be perfect as God is perfect? And again, um, as I said yesterday in my post, that be holy, it's a voice that we don't understand and so we misinterpret it. Sometimes when people say be holy, they think it means... Oh, we have nothing to do with it. God does it all for us. We're set apart. Do whatever you want. Just receive God and then do whatever you want and you're going to heaven. Once saved, always saved. Can't lose your salvation. As long as you say Jesus, you can do whatever you want the rest of your life and you're there because it's all about God's grace. And then other people, and this is a lot of times it's a fight sometimes between different theologies. Other people will say, be holy. That's an active thing. Yeah, you know, faith without works is dead. Read James. It says that. Faith without works is dead, said dead. And other people go, read Romans. It's all about grace. It's all about grace. Well, here's the thing. It's that middle voice again. It's not active, just active. It's not just passive. It's a partnership. Middle voice means this is something that is partly being done for me. This is something that's being done beyond my control because I can't do it for myself, but it's something I'm participating in. Um, it's kind of like the I'm thinking of cookies because my granddaughter's coming again this weekend again. You know, like when you're in the kitchen with your grandma or your mom or your aunt and you're making cookies and you're just this little kid and you get to be part of it, but you couldn't do it yourself. But still, when the cookies come out of the oven, you're like, look at what I made. And of course, you didn't very little, but you're allowed to participate in it. God allows us the joy of participating in his work. God allows us the joy of being special enough to be part of what he's doing, which is the most important Anything he's doing is the most important and the greatest thing of that moment of all time in history because it's about God. You know, that's the whole reason we're here. And he allows us to do it and he allows us to participate, this middle voice, even though he's doing most of the work. Um, but it's all about, well, it's all about that grace. It's all about who God is in, in us. And going back to Abraham, Abraham did some cruddy stuff. He probably wouldn't have got a humanitarian award. You know, he, he did some good things too, but what he did was he believed and he trusted God and he acted based on that faith. And that superseded. And then Peter did that. And then Paul did that. And then the people who are really empowered, they're all, not always superheroes, um, but they really are because holiness is something God wants from all of us. Holiness is something God gives to all of us. We're children of God. Holy means we're royalty. Holy means we're the sons and daughters of the king of all kings. We're princes and princesses. And holiness means 
as we realize that, we act according to it. We claim the inheritance God has given us and we start moving forward, um, not to show others how we're right and they're wrong, not to lord it over them, but the exact opposite. You know, a good king is somebody who serves the people. A good prince is someone who serves the people, who's humbled because, not because God has given us this thing so that we can exploit it and misuse it, but God has given us this divine responsibility. Um, and we don't have to be afraid. And we don't have to be, um, certainly don't have to be egotistical. We can be humbled because we're saying, look at what I get to be a part of. Now, i got to go talk to my neighbors today. Fortunately, the cops didn't come. But I need to go talk to them. Because, you know what, I was totally off. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying they're the Pope or anything, but I was so totally off because I was so quick to just try to shut them up so I could do what I wanted to do for God that I missed that opportunity. I missed the very point of the law to love my neighbor. That's what it's all about. It's about love. It's about God's love, receiving it for us and showing it to others. Not out of some fear that if I do it wrong, I'm going to hell, but out of this freedom saying that God has set us free. It's for freedom. But God has set us free. And he set us apart. And anybody who's claimed him, it's already done. So just live according to that. I know I need to more and more every day. Lord Jesus, I'm humbled again today. I, I just repent for trying so hard to check out all the boxes of everything I think I should be doing that I missed the point yesterday. I pray for my neighbors. I pray for my neighbors. Um, I pray for all those people that I see, Lord, open my eyes to them. Help me to see past a minor annoyance to a deeper need. Help me not... Oh, Lord, I'm so glad that the cops didn't come yesterday and they didn't know I called because I don't want someone to see me and see Christian and think judgment and condescension. We need them to see love, Lord Jesus. Just cleanse me, forgive me. Help me to be someone who loves. Help us all, Lord, as we see those annoyances and the things that we just want to point out they're wrong. Help us to see in that really you and the opportunity to love. The opportunity to come clean ourselves, Lord Jesus. Still working on it. But I'm still holy, not because I got it all right, but because you make it make it so. Because of who you are. Help me just live more into that. In your name. Amen. Be blessed and may today you find joy in receiving God's love and sharing it with others as a called out holy name.